We three from GP, ran to Tommy B, broadcasting live on your frequency, giving you updates on these Georgia streets. These are voices for the people that don't get to speak. Issues, black news, the conversation's deep. Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat. iPods, Androids, or your laptop. These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie. Then came a long way from being homies on the block. From Afros and Braids, and now they at the top. You want facts? This is where I get them from. GP3, RTT at gmail.com. Send them feedback, and they'll be sure to send a response. I gotta go now. The show starts in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Ran, Tut and Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey, what's up, y'all? We are back, man. Show number 42. 42. GP3. And hey, Brother Rand, thank you for coming today, man. Brother, I had to be here, man. I had to, <laughs> I had to be here, man. You know, this is this is my therapy, man. More more fun, fun with the fire, the fire hose. <laughs> That's right, man. That's right, man. You know, since I'm fire hose of information, man. Well, you know, since I'm, I'm uh, since I'm I'm follically challenged now. I don't have the hair like I, <laughs> hair like so I don't I don't visit the barbershop. You ain't like the, you ain't like the picture no more, man. Nah, like my, the, like bro, the... <laughs> bro, I don't have the baby hair nothing anymore, bro. But but you know, I I don't go okay. to the barbershop. Oh, is okay. is often. Well, well, hey. I mean, I really don't have no good for you. And so, <laughs> so I don't. So this is. You know what? Can I say this about the barbershop, man? What's that, man? I love my brothers, but damn, come on time. Come you on, know, come on time. Come on time. Because don't don't you hate? They have the sign, the the times, the hours on the door at yeah. nine o'clock, and you show up at, at like nine thirty, and the brother says uh, he's gonna be here around noon. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! What? Oh yeah! Or you, you but, should, okay. or you there at nine fifteen and it's still locked. And it's still locked. Uh, yeah. What the? Say it. Or I'm is sorry. it locked? And you looking inside and you seeing the brother cleaning up, <laughs> and he's and he's looking at you. <laughs> so good for you, man. I mean, hey, don't don't consider that a curse, right. man. I, so so that's what coming to here is like me going to the barbershop, man. That's what it's like, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad we just don't that. have the posters on the wall with I'm the various with the various haircuts on them. You <laughs> no, know, we got to get one of those, man. I know, I'm yeah, gonna, we, we got to get one, brother. Hey, man, but it's uh, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll tell them this week because I know you've done it the last couple of weeks. Okay, the reason, brother. The reason they call us GP3 is uh, because there are three of us. Two of us are here. Ran. That's uh, right. I grew uh, up on South Elizabeth Place. Uh, Tommy B. I grew up on North Avenue, and Tut uh, grew up on Charlotte Place. And uh, is Tut on summer hiatus? Man, you, you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. Tut might have summer hours or something like that. I, you know, I, I just don't. But you know, Tut, That's wherever, wherever you boy, are, though. Tut, we yeah. thinking about your brother. We love you. We man. wish you the best. Absolutely. Uh, now, don't I, wish him the best. Now, that's like. Well, I mean, you know, that's, he, like, that's like the 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 uh, Trump to call me. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, you know, whatever you're doing, brother. That's the Don Corleone, whatever you, man. Yeah, whatever you're doing, brother. We 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 we, we hope we, we hope hope everything is good for you. Hey, yeah, yeah. We'll see you. We'll see you next week. Man. Yeah, yeah. He's probably on the road somewhere. He and the cycle motorcycle you boys. Know. You know, you know. You know uh, him. You they know. get that road fever, man. It's something else. But we we all uh, graduated 1977 from uh, Grove Park Elementary School, uh, Elizabeth Place, Bankhead, right over in there, still standing. Evelyn Way. Evelyn Way, right. I'm sorry. Evelyn Way and Bankhead, uh, kind of on the backside. That's and, right. And still got that uh, still got that gate up front, man. That looked orange, like a jail. Looked like a jail. But they did add windows to the to the school. That's we didn't have windows. That's right. We didn't right, have man. windows. So, so. But I, I got something, man. All right, go ahead. As, as it relates to that. All right, roll, roll. This, this is something that, that uh, you... Tut and I can relate to. Okay. I was at my mom's house the other day. And, uh, now, where's your mom? Is she up in the area still? No, no, okay. no, no. My, my, my okay. mom only lives in the suburb of Atlanta, like everything now is the suburb of Atlanta. Yep. Yes, it and is. And so um, she said, hey, I got some of your stuff here. So I go through this box, and guess what I find? What did you find? The program for our graduation. Oh, man. Did you bring it? I don't have it. Um, Dude, I need a copy. I don't have it, and I when I when I see it again, I'll, I'll look at it. I'll yeah. Send you. But we graduated this week. Wow. In 1977. That's amazing. And also to did on this was my name in there. <laughs> no, nobody's name is in there. No one's yeah. name is in there, man. But <laughs> this, this is interesting too. I mean, I, yeah. I also I found out I was talking to a high school buddy, man. Yeah. Today yeah. is the anniversary of my high school graduation. Wow. Okay. And on this date, I remember mm. this exactly. Mm-hmm. We graduated and we went straight 
to a showing of the Cooney Holmes fight. That happened wow. today in 1982. Wow. Did Cooney get knocked the as as Smokey he got knocked up? No, it was a TKO. It was a TKO? TKO. He was he was being abused. Yeah. Cause Coon was Cooney was the white dude, like almost like Rocky. Not Chuck Webner, but but right. almost similar. Where he, he was would, the great white hope. He would get and, and punched the, and, swollen. And the thing is, he was beating up a lot of African American boxers, but who were past their prime. Okay, yeah. like Ken Norton. I mean, he uh, would. So that's he, what I remember. So yeah. he was beating these guys, and everybody was saying, "Hey, this is the great white." Co- Cooney had power. Yeah, he did. But what happened was. Holmes had a jab, yeah. and Cooney could not see it coming. It just yeah. kept hitting him in the face. Because Holmes, that was his... That uh, was his signature fight. Yeah, wow. And then, because Cooney's manager threw the towel in because he couldn't take it anymore. Where'd y'all go see it, by the way? You remember? Um, At the Rialto? Rialto, something like that. <laughs> Barnett, Carnett, something like that, brother. Damn. But yeah, so that's what that's what I wanted to tell Damn, you, man. Back in the day. Back in the day, man. Well, cool, man. That's that. I, I got to get a copy of that, though, man. Okay. I got to get a copy. Okay, bro. Hey, y'all, uh, again, thanks uh, to all our listeners. And, and you heard the information earlier, how to get in touch with us. And we appreciate our international folks checking us out. That's right. I am not going to play international lover, man. You know, oh, even man, though even though my boy this week. Uh, his birthday. His, his, we call it Prince Day. Prince Day, man. Purple Day. Purple Prince. Day. You know, and uh, saw a lot of the tributes online, man. Just, you know, it makes you remember just how amazing he was as an artist, man. I mean, wow. you know, as time goes on, you forget. We're going to talk about music in just a few minutes. But, um, man, they just don't make him like Prince no more, man. Yeah, I mean, you know. They just don't make You know, I, as I was, I was telling someone, I said, Michael was more of an entertainer. Mm-hmm. Well, Prince was an artist. He was. I mean, here was a kid who, when he first got signed, demanded uh, His control over everything. Right. And he was studio. He was like 18, 19 years 18, old. Somewhere in there. And and you know, he produced, wrote, and played and performed. Um, you yeah. know, even the you you know the Times album, right? Right. He actually did everything on the album and only had Morris come in and do the vocals. And do the vocals. But you know, that time, that first time album is all him. Right. Jamie Starr. Jamie Starr. You know, and, and, you know, it's just so many stories of that, man. And, and, and it was just, uh, you know, every week, I mean, every year when, when his birth anniversary comes up, man, people just, you know, it's a, it's almost like a celebration. of. Yeah, all that I, I, saw, I, I saw a video the other day where Morris Day was talking about how he and Prince met. And, yeah. they, and they met. They were rivals, kind of. Like no, no, he said basically what happened clubs. was um, he and Andre Simone mm-hmm. went to North High School. Well, yeah. Prince went to South High School. Yeah. And Prince and Andre went a band together. Mm-hmm. And Andre invited Morris to come hang out with them. And that's how they met through, now, uh, through Andre right? Simone. Didn't uh, Prince get kicked out and have to live with Andre? Right. Was that the story mm-hmm. that his dad kicked him out? Right, and he went to live with. with and Andre so yeah, yeah, so Andre was the person that hooked them up, and he yeah. said through through time, mm-hmm. he and Prince became yeah. tight. And he yeah. said, you know, he and Prince had. He, he said, he said, you didn't know which Prince was showing up some days. Yeah, I can. Was it was them. it was it you know uh, the sadistic Prince? Yeah, or was it the joking Prince? Yeah. And he so, had a hell of a sense of humor. He was a right, joker, right, right. But when he, he wasn't sadistic. <laughs> right, right, right. But he did. He, he did mention that performer. He, he, he said know? that you know, hey, Prince. He's um, like James Brown. Kind right. Of. He said Prince actually formed the time, and Morris was not the original singer, mm-hmm. and they brought Morris in. Yeah. And so that's how that's how it started. You know who they wanted or they were looking at? Alexander O'Neill. Right. Alexander O'Neill. Yeah. The band wanted Alexander O'Neill. Yeah. Yeah. And Prince. Booted Alexander out, yeah. and Alexander has no problem telling you that. Oh, um, every interview, <laughs> every interview. If you can get past looking at his mouth, I know, I know. <laughs> he's over in the UK though. Well, he's doing well over there. Yeah, okay. he is. He That's is. Good. good for him. Hey, man, NBA Finals, dude. Okay, I told I wanted, you. I, I wanted to start with. Then I tell you, yeah. it was gonna go. It's gonna go either five or six. You think so? I it's, think it's, it's it's three and one. I said it's gonna either go five just, or six. Just and uh, a three zero onslaught. Blitzkrieg. Okay, I looked at this. I looked at the box scores in the beginning. Okay, if you take away that first quarter. Okay, what do you mean, like from from this the from most second game? Yeah, from second quarter to the fourth quarter. Okay, Golden State was with Golden State was only three points down. Okay, so what it says to me is that that first quarter mm-hmm. was the key. Okay, and that because they had a, they built a sixteen point lead. Okay, and so okay. Golden State had that insurmountable, but. All throughout the game, mm-hmm. Golden State was was there. Oh yeah, and and so they kept it close. They kept it close uh, because if you look at the quarter by quarter stats, yeah, 
you know, one point here, two points there. That was the difference in the quarter. So mm-hmm. um, I think, quite honestly, Cleveland spent a lot of energy in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even though Kyrie Irving is a great player, mm-hmm. but he is taking he's taking too many hard shots. Yeah. I agree, and so it's gonna. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna catch up with them. What do you What do you think? And and you know, I I think it's kind of ridiculous, but I'll, I'll bring it up uh, because every year for the last couple of years, this comes up. Do you buy into this whole the NBA is behind extending? Well, well this is an article advertising. I read Business Insider. Business Insider said this because I tell you, if I mean, the calls were questionable, if questionable, they I'm were not, very questionable. There were quite a few. Read, some people say it was one of the worst officiated games in NBA history. I yeah. don't, I don't know because I haven't seen all the NBA history, you know, yeah, games yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But there, this was said in Business Insider, a reputable source, mm-hmm. that if. Golden State would have won that game. Mm-hmm. The ownership would have lost $22 million. What? And so what that says is not that Golden State was throwing that game. Mm-hmm. If they were going to lose $22 million, mm-hmm. think about what the NBA would lose. Yeah. And so um, for the NBA and ratings and mm-hmm. NBC. Yeah. Because yeah. remember, once these well, ABC. Ga- ABC, yeah. once the games go off, now they got to go into summer. summer. And ain't no summer. Ain't no summer programming. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's... it's right. The Bachelorette was. Oh well, my God! You, you, please help us. Well, you, you know, one of the things I don't that, watch that show. I don't. I, just, I don't watch that show either. I right. just this this last season. But you know, but, one, but one of the things now is that we were always taught that when it comes to this at the championship level, yeah, the refs should not determine the outcome of games. I agree. They let should them play. Let them play. Yeah, but and don't let them play. There, there are points where. Not yeah. not flagrant or yeah, anything flagrant. egregious, yeah. anything like that. Yeah, but there are certain calls. Guess what? This yeah. this is. We we we're playing grown man ball now. Yeah, I know, and and there's uh, there's a lot at stake. These guys have worked hard all year for you to nitpick a game. Right, and, right. And call, as, yeah. as Al McGuire would say, don't have a high school whistle. Yeah, yeah good. That, you know, that's the best way to put it. That's the best way to put it. So you you still going Golden State? I still got Golden State, man. Yeah, I I don't see it was different last year when LeBron came back. Um, you know, again, I, I, you know, Golden State's got different weapons, man. They they just still look look great. One more thing, and I'm gonna get off the NBA Finals. This is more um, human interest. What's that? Because he they brought it up, uh, and I didn't think they would bring it up. What's that? Uh, what's his name? Van Gundy and Mark uh, bought up um, the thing about the Chloe Kardashian uh, curse, because you know she's dating. Uh, what's his name? Er, Kyrie. Kyrie. Tristan. No, Tristan. That's his name. What's Tristan his name? Thompson. Yeah, Tristan Thompson. He he played a good game, man. But I mean, they 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 said it was petty, and it was beneath people to point to the Kardashians as a reason why, you know, he's not uh, having a great. He's game. not having a great series. Well, well I, I put it to you like this: you have to define what great is. I mean, is he having a great scoring series? No, but that's not his role. No, it's not. His his Never role. Been his role. His role is to grab rebounds, yeah. body up, uh, make sure other guys don't get rebounds. Yeah. Make sure other guys have tough shots. He ain't LeBron. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, they got three other guys in the rotation mm-hmm. when they call plays. Yeah. LeBron, Kyrie, and Kevin Love. Yeah. 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 And J.R. Smith. Right. So. I don't think he's having a bad game. I think he's doing what his role is required. Yeah, I agree. And the problem is the other team just keeps hitting shots. Yeah. You can't grab rebounds when guys are hitting 50%. Dude, <laughs> I, you know, I played ball in high right. school. And to watch these guys do these step-back threes. Or pull-up threes pull off, up the, threes, off the break. I it's mean, a, It's amazing. I mean, they do threes like layups. Right. They'll, they'll be in a three-on-one and pull up for a three. Right. And hit it. Right, because back so in the amazing. back, you know, back in the day, we were taught, okay, you kick it in. Yeah, yeah, you go for the layup. You kick it in. If you don't have it, you kick it out. Yeah, you you go in for a three to one, or or you going down, and and really the player, the defensive is behind you. You take it. You take it to the hole. Right. These guys pull up for threes, man, and they right. hit them. They're hitting them. <laughs> so They're it's amazing. Them. All right, y'all. Uh, NBA Finals. We'll see. I mean, I, I agree with you, man. I, I don't see uh, I don't see Cleveland coming back, but if they do come back, it'll be. I mean, you know what. I, I got my Jordan cutout. I might have to get a LeBron cutout, man, if they come back on this. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you That's know, what, 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 I saw a stat the other day. They were comparing the teams that Jordan had to place 
face in the finals mm-hmm. versus the team that LeBron had to face in the finals. Yeah. And they said LeBron has actually had a more difficult road yep. when you look at the teams he had to he had to play. I agree. Um, and this team right now, Golden State, is 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 probably the deepest team we've seen in the NBA playoffs in a long time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, man, we got um, – you brought this to my attention. I'm going to move on. It, it's – you know, we, we – we, of course, I mean, it's June, um, and, and June is Black Music Month. That's I right. Mean, it, it doesn't get that kind of hype the way it used to back in the day. Back in the day, but man. But you brought this story uh, to my attention. Uh, Which the, one? Uh, pod, podcast Code Switch. Yeah, yeah. Which is NPR. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a story – on blackface, blackface DJs, DJs yeah, and, and, and the way you want to explain it, or you want me to yeah, explain it? Um, explain it? Well, um, if, if you, many of you guys have heard of the house scene, the house music scene, yep, and, it, uh, and and you Farley, particularly Chicago. if you you know if you're from Detroit and in Chicago and yep. in, in New York, yep. you know that's Frank a whole Knuckles, yeah, that's a whole subculture. Well, you know the house music scene is is international, mm-hmm. and essentially what is happening now is that. Um, uh, white DJs are co-opting black personas yeah. uh, to get fame. To, yeah. to just and explain that for people who to don't legitimize. Get that for example, there's this DJ in, in in Sweden or Norway or something like that. Mm-hmm. What he did was he created a fake bio about a African American DJ who learned the music borrowing the church from from, 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 from Gary Indiana. Yeah, Gary Indiana. The and he and he uh, learned. How, he learned how to DJ using the church's equipment, and all this is a fabrication. It was all fake, kind of like CB4, right? CB4, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Chris, yeah, hip hop, the fake, yeah. you know, fake the background. So, what do you? He and, and the the thing was in that story that I thought interesting was that there are several instances of that, right? Yeah. Right, and, and these guys have no shame, no shame, no shame in this, and they are utilizing this. To create revenue, yeah, they have these parties. These DJs overseas are like rock stars. Yeah, they are. I mean, but you know what? They are here too. They are when here. When you look at Ron, Ronson, when you look at uh, what's the other guys, Calvin Harris, right? A lot of these guys, and they command huge money right. whenever they go out and do shows, uh, right? Uh, now, now they didn't do it to that extent, but the the Swedish guys, this situation is different, right? But it shows you, and, and just to give you an example. Um, they do uh, these magazines like Spin Magazine. They mm-hmm. do a list of top DJs in the world. Yeah, you just sent me that article. Out of like a hundred DJs, and these are DJs who spin. It's like maybe five or something like that. Maybe two blacks on, yeah. the, on the list right. out of the top one hundred. Right, and they were at ninety nine and and one on one somewhere in there. Again, it, this is this is so reminiscent of the history of our culture, yeah. in that here we go we create a whole new entertainment feel mm-hmm. the DJ yeah and which it started shout out it, to Flash right it, it, well it really started doing disco cool Herc it started doing the disco back in the day and then you know now DJing now is not even an art form now no because now you have computers that do everything basically for you mm-hmm. the days of of the vinyl the days of the vinyl where the DJ had a headphone on and he was listening in one ear mm-hmm. and, and, and and moving the moving to the grooves yeah, you're cute yeah, you don't do that now. And all that. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a lost art form. Yeah. But again, that was it, my life for yeah. multiple years. But man. you know, it, it just shows that you know, there's a saying. I remember I used to do multicultural marketing, and the saying was, "Black and brown innovate, the others perpetrate." Yeah, yeah. And this is just another example. I mean, you know, even hip hop now. I mean, you know, um, what's the what's the white guy uh, that did the song several years ago? The rapper, he's out of Seattle. Um, Oh, Macklemore? Macklemore. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Eminem. All these guys, yeah. you know, you know, now when you go to the if you ever watch these YouTube videos of the of, of the B Boy uh international contest yeah, championships, yeah, yeah. it's Asians and white boys. But you know, here here's the thing, because I was a I was a DJ. As a matter of fact, you can look over I still have my turntables. So yeah, I see it right there. I still, I still keep them. Uh, here's the thing, man. I remember You don't have your crates though, partner, which you don't need crates. Yeah, <laughs> look, dude. <laughs> I'll show you the, the back, my back pain when I get up from this chair. See, I remember in college, carrying one crates. DJ with three or four brothers in the crew. Dude, carrying a hundred crates. Milk crates. <laughs> milk crates. <laughs> but uh, here's the thing, man. We, we um, back in the day, and this is just from, from, from my uh, exposure, okay? I'm, I'm going to look at it from my perspective. Okay. 
Um, I was a huge fan of, of Grandmaster Flash. You oh, know, yeah. I wasn't, you know, the, the cool hurt thing was really, really regional to New York. Right. To, to go national, probably the first and, DJ you heard was Flash. And, that and, was the first one. Well, and also, Herc was not at the level that Flash No, Flash was, was a technician. Right. Flash was Flash was the one who, who figured out how to mix. Right. Whereas a lot of these guys were really more MCs. Right. And, and they just, you know, kind of slapped. Herc, Scott LaRock, all, all those cats back in the day, they were more MCs. But, but, but Flash was the, uh, if you if you call it uh, like a turntableologist, I mean, right. uh, he was the guy who led to. You had Flash, then you had even though people again they they might laugh at Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff is a beast. I tell you who else. The, the, I tell you who else was um, the boy that did um, that song uh, Friends. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Biz. Biz, I know the, the, the one Biz from, uh, from well Houdini's. Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean just a friend? Yeah. Yeah. Biz. Biz. Biz, Biz was a Biz is a, a beast of a of a DJ. I've seen you, him. You, you had different levels, but I will tell you that the ones who are like the pioneers, Gangstar, the brother who was DJ for Gangstar, still pioneers in my opinion. Flash started it. Jazzy Jeff, just because Jeff was just so fast. I mean, Jeff did stuff and still, you know, Jeff still Eric B. Tours. was pretty good. Eric B. was okay, but Fla- dude, I'm telling you, Flash. Yeah. Well, Fla- well, Flash Jazz. Flash and Jam Master J, they were the guys yeah. that really... Jam Master J, they, too. Yeah, yeah, they were guys, like you said, they were real technicians. They were. But they were they were when when it came down to just when if you're just a, a, a consumer, you hear just hear the record and you hear you the know post that, production. You know who's that style. So, and oh, you say, wow, how did they do that? Right. Those that that was that kind of thing. But but this story, man, and and I'm I'm just gonna you don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. it. What it what it does say is um there there's just a level of of our youth, maybe in the African American community, they don't place value in it as much as we used to because now they've gone from maybe being behind the turntables to all wanting to be rappers. You know what I mean? Or or they want to perform out front. Well, you know, a lot of it is... And, that- and those guys are more... They, they've taken the producer role and focused on the producer role well, and given it that 100%. Well, you, you know, again, um, but, Flash and those guys were musicians. Yeah, they are. They were artists. I agree. These cats now, these young people now, are more focused on being a celebrity. A celebrity, yeah. And so the, the DJ now is is uh, has been relegated. The DJ in the past, the MC and the DJ were equal terms. Yeah. Now yeah. the, the DJ is just yeah. he's he's just crew. Yeah, but I, I I give a shout out, man. Even back in the day, you had uh, like Shep Pettibone. Yeah, um, Pettibone did a lot of the Madonna stuff, and and Pettibone was out of New York, white guy. Arthur Baker, those guys who did uh, Planet Rock, uh, right. the producers behind the scenes. You know, they they really and I and I'll just say it. I mean, they respected the music, they respected the culture. And and they gave props and tried to do whatever they could to kind of forward the the even you know when you talk about Beastie Boys, you know the Beastie Boys. I think a lot of people before they really heard them and understood like that License to Ill album was a monster. Right. But it wasn't just a monster because it was a gimmick because they were white guys. They were good. They I were mean, good. It, they they the were immersed album. in the culture. They were. They were immersed in the culture. So it's cool when you're immersed in the culture and you take it and you advance it and everybody comes along. It ain't cool when you're really not immersed in the culture and then you reach out and fake it and then you make making money on it and you know nothing about it. That's I think that's well, yeah, think there's yeah. a problem. I mean right yeah. now there's a big there's a big issue in the fashion world about one of the Kardashians. She uh essentially ripped off some African American designer for this camel stuff wow. that she's wearing. Wow. And so she's been called I mean, you know, what people need to understand now is that um it is too easy now to get caught. It is because everybody's basically comparing. Right. right. So it's too, online. I mean, you know, so yeah. it's if you can't be original, yeah. give credit to the other person who's yeah. doing it. I agree. I do. We we got there. We're here. Bill Maher. Did you see? Man, I haven't. Friday night? I haven't seen. A, I did not see the first episode mm-hmm. where he where he made the the slurs. Yeah. And I did not see the episode this this past weekend. Okay. Well, he wanna, well, he made the apology. I'm a, I'm gonna pull this up. I pull this up from from YouTube, courtesy of HBO. Okay. And I do want to play 
a little bit of what Ice Cube said, just a couple of minutes. Okay. I think, I think it, you know, for those who might not have checked it out, it, it, it sets it up. So here we go. Okay. Hang on, hang on. All right. See me? See me? I just explained. It, 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 there was no thought put into it. Obviously, I was telling... I'm going to rewind. I'm a, let, let me rewind that a little bit because I don't think y'all heard the beginning of it. Let's try. Here we go. I just want to know two questions. What made you think that it was cool to say that? You know, I, I just... That's one question. I just explained. It, 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 there was no thought put into it. Obviously, I was telling Dr. Dyson, comedians, they react. And it was wrong, and I apologized. And, you know, I, more than that, I can't do. I accept your apology. But I still think we need to get to the root of the psyche because... I think it's a lot of guys out there who cross the line because they a little too familiar or they think they too familiar or it's guys that, you know, they might have a black girlfriend or two that made them some Kool-Aid every now and then and they think they can cross the line and they can't. You know, it's a word that Bill, Bill was kind of shook by that. <laughs> has been used against us. It's like a knife, man. And you can use it as a weapon or you can use it as a tool. It's been used as a weapon against us by white people. And we're not going to let that happen again by nobody because it's not cool. It, now, I know you heard it's in, the, it's in the lexicon, everybody talking, but that's our word now. That's our word now. And you can't have it back. I know they're trying to get it back. This guy, and I'm not talking about you, yeah, Bill. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not talking about you, Bill. Okay. But I'm talking about guys who cross the line every day because they got some black homies. They got some friends. They think it's cool. And it's not cool because when I hear my homie say it, it don't feel like venom. When I hear a white person say it, it feel like that knife stabbing me, even if they don't mean it. So, you know, I like your show, and it's a great show. And... I just don't know sometimes, is this a political show or is it a show about jokes? And sometimes, it's sometimes oh. the jokes, I know I understand the, the format and, you know, you got to say it's a comedian show, but this, to me, is a political show. And I think you just have to uh, not step on some of the political messages that you're saying with a joke. Because some things just ain't funny, you know what I mean? Some this is real right here I, I, that we're going through. And I'm I'm not trying to get on your case, Bill. I'm telling you, I like your show, I like you. But I think this is a teachable moment, not just to you, but to the people that's watching right now. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I'm not I'm not I'm but not I trying think to... the people watching right now are, are saying that point has been made. Not by me. Okay. <laughs> But you made it. I made it. I made it. I'm done. And we can laugh now. We can tell jokes. All right, you get it. Okay. Wow. So what are your thoughts? This is your first time hearing it. I thought Q did a... It's kind of interesting. Here's a guy who was in a group called NWA. Yeah. Okay. And we know what the N stands for. Giving this guy a teachable moment. Yeah. I thought Q handle it well yeah Con uh, considering the time constraints. considering the time constraints yeah um probably if that was me if i was in cube spot i probably would have said you probably deserve to get fired mm -hmm. okay. okay i okay. mean let's just be honest yeah. i mean like you and i've had a text exchange and i'm saying look if we're gonna take other people off the air for saying that word mm -hmm. as much as i liked bill maher's show mm -hmm. I would not be opposed to them taking it off there or firing him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah. Because yeah. I understand mm -hmm. that word because I grew up in a household where we were very um, aware of black history. Yeah. yeah. And I had uncles and aunts that were in the movement. Well, well we all went to school. We went right. to school together. Right. And our school was big on black culture. Right. And right. black history. And so for, you know, but I think the, I think one of the challenges, I think Ice Cube, eloquently said is that you got some individuals that have been around black folks, mm -hmm. they've gotten comfortable mm -hmm. and they think they can say it. But also too, I'm, I, again, uh, as much as I hate talking about this guy, number 45 mm -hmm. 
has opened up the Pandora's box for a lot of this crazy, this, this racist behavior. Mm-hmm. And I think people now are becoming more confident mm-hmm. than they've ever been in the past mm-hmm. to espouse those words. Okay. And I do believe, and on the other side, I say this door swings both ways. Mm-hmm. We as a people, even though we quote own the word, mm-hmm. doesn't mean we have to use the word. Yeah, yeah. And you know, here, here's the thing, man. I, I, um, I, I gave kudos to Ice Cube. And, and I did mention, I said, look, considering the, the time constraints, it wasn't a show with him. He wasn't on the show the full time, probably within five minutes or so. Right. He was on there. He was already booked to, to plug his uh, his new project. And uh, my, my point was, uh, considering the time constraints, I thought I thought his message was on point. And somebody came back. Uh, a friend of mine said, well, you know, I, I totally disagree with him. He should have uh, called out general use of the N-word. And my my by everybody, and my response to him was that wasn't the venue. I, you know, I think he needed to address it with Mar first, and we need a whole different town hall right. of us. I still really I still don't that, think you know? I still don't think Mar truly understands it. I think Mar's taking it from the perspective of this was a joke, and as a as a as a comedian, yeah. this was part of free speech as a joke. Yeah. I don't think he understands free speech has responsibility. Yeah, yeah. And that word is a word of hatred. Mm-hmm. It's not a word of 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 affection by mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Like yeah. Ice Cube said, you know, yeah. uh term of endearment. Yeah. Well, he didn't say that. Ven- ven- venom when white when when you know when other people use it is 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 venom. It's a knife. Yeah, it's a knife. Mm-hmm. And you know, but I've always I've always used we come from a neighborhood where a knife is always a weapon. Yeah. Regardless yeah. whether you're buttering bread or not, it's yeah. always yeah. a weapon. It's always a weapon. That's but right. here's, here's my thing, Rand, and, and I'm, I'm, I want your, your feedback on this, man. We were, we were talking about, um, you, know, I, you know, of course, millennial. You got a millennial mm-hmm. as well. and uh, Unemployed one. <laughs> ditto. But, you know, for reasons of, uh, of, of just graduating or about to graduate, you know, positive things. Here's the thing, man. We uh, we were talking about this word, and I am opposed to it. I, I wish we would ban it. I think it needs to be banned completely. But when I have that conversation with the younger generation, I cannot tell you the amount of pushback I get to the point where it becomes argumentative. I mean, it's a uh, – and, and you know what? Here's the thing. I've learned to stop and hear and listen to what they're saying. Now, I could easily – come back and, and, and kind of impose my will and say, well, I've been through and you haven't been through. But, I, you know, I, I really try to listen to their defense of wanting to carry this thing on because mm. you cannot, I cannot tell you the online debate that occurs between the generations. I can automatically, when I see somebody say we need to ban it, I immediately know that they probably forty plus. Well, you know, I, I think or, or fifty plus. I, I think in age. I think a couple things is because because the millennials are defending right, the well, use of it. Like, and right. I'm not saying just millennials, but there was a point when and and you remember when uh, when gangster rap came about in the nineties in the nineties early nineties, right? There was that point where you had that Dolores, see Dolores Tucker. Oh, absolutely! You had that uh, that generation that grew up with it who grasped that word and they've carried it. And now that generation, quite frankly, they're in their thirties and forties, you know? So my point is you got a generation that will staunchly right. defend the use well, of I the think, word. I think what, and, and, and they, I, I mean, like I told, color. like I told, color. like I told you a couple of weeks ago, um, me and me and my millennial went in the car and she had her playlist on, and every every song it seemed like every other third, every third song, every other song yeah. had a variation of the N word. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, 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 it's so, prominent, man. So you know, so you got that, you got that happening right now. I mean, because we grew up in a. Time, I was expecting to hear it in gospel, right? Almost yeah, one time. yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know. I mean, heck, I mean, Larry Wilborn called President Obama that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, we grew up in a time where um, our parents had a much greater reign on the content that was coming into the household. Yeah. And they, but because they didn't have the level of intensity of content and quantity of content. Mm-hmm. So you and I can't, we can't guard our kids. Yeah. Like it's, it's just too much. Yeah. yeah. And so you got that happening. Our kids now have been raised 
many of them in a multicultural world. Mm-hmm. Okay, we were not raised in a multicultural world. We were probably the first generation post. I was post um, elementary school, more high school. Right, right. But for yeah. the most part, your formative years. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, we 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 were raised in a segregated mm-hmm. s- system that was based on economics. Yeah, yeah. We lived on one side of town. They lived on the other side of town. Yeah. Okay. And so, so we have a general different sense of it. Mm-hmm. Well, these kids now, they don't have a they don't have a strong sense of 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 who they are, where they're from. Hmm. Many of the schools now don't even uh, even the white schools. Their version of Black history is so pathetic. Yeah. yeah. You know. Okay, we're going to have a Black history um, uh, assembly. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about the same three. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King, Frederick Douglass, and Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So these kids don't have no concept of. And, and you know what? I want to. I want to be careful of throwing a blanket because I don't think it's everybody. I right. Don't, I don't think I mean, it's everybody. No, but I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't think. I don't want to say these kids. I'll say uh, there. There's a, a, a significant number, maybe. And the other thing, Rand, I'm gonna throw this out. Uh, What's that? I don't think they've ever been called it or had it used against them. Like Ice Cube was saying, like a knife. See, I've had it used right. like a knife. Have you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been in a situation I've, where, I mean, and, and the first time it happened to me, it shocked the crap out. I mean, it, it did, man. I mean, I was um, I was floored by it because, again, you know, we grew up and, we, you know, GP3 is relevant. GP, Grove Park, is relevant because, you know, we kind of grew up in, I don't want to say a bubble, but it was, uh, you know, it was a situation where... You know, and and this may sound funny. We didn't see white people when, when white when when there was a white man on the block. <laughs> that was the, well, you know that we were wondering what he doing. Well, you know, I I, I remember <laughs> who I, getting arrested or. <laughs> well, before you came, before you came to GP, we did we did yeah. have we had we had a white teacher. I we, mean, no, before you came to GP, seriously, we had and she was a great teacher. We had her, still in contact. we had two white kids mm-hmm. when I was there. Yeah. And one of them lived around the corner from me for years, mm-hmm. yeah. and he graduated from high school over there. So to mm-hmm. your point, no, we we didn't have any. Yeah. He was one of the last families. Their family was one of the last families left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when 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 white flight happened, mm-hmm. and so, but you know, but back to the point, I, I think our our kids, because our kids are so far removed from the history, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they have they don't have the same sense of. Of, of of what it means yeah. when that when that word is heard. Yeah. Because in some I mean, these are the kids that grew up with Barney. Yeah. But I ask people because you and I grew up in we were part of the Sesame Street. Right. Just, I mean, Sesame Street came on what, in mid sixties? Yeah. Mid to late sixties. Mid to yeah. late sixties. And we were part of that Sesame Street electric company. Right. Uh all that Morgan Freeman. You know, all that 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 programming from public broadcasting that was intended to 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 show multiple cultures right. and and us working together toward a common goal, right? You know, so it was that hopeful. You know, it was kind of like the right. hopeful generation, if I, I like to call it. Right. So we were kind of post, you know, fire hose, brick through your window. Oh, we were, we were that. Know? We we were in many instances. We were the a lot of us were, as I call it, we were the Jackie Robinsons in many ways. We were yeah. the, we were the first kids to. Uh, integrate schools that were um, predominantly that were predominantly white. white in a in a very peaceful manner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can tell you when I went to college in 1982, for the vast majority of my white classmates, I was the first black classmate they ever had. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I, I definitely understand it. But I do believe that what happened in the 90s mm-hmm. with all the despair in the communities and stuff, mm-hmm. um, hip hop. I'm going to say that I'm not going to blame hip hop. What hip hop was able to do, it was able to share the frustrations mm-hmm. that was going on in these communities. Yeah, yeah. And, in, and in, as a part of the frustration, the vocabulary, mm-hmm. the N word was a part of that vocabulary. And, and you know what? I will say this, man. Um, and you mentioned hip hop. I was a I was a big Public Enemy fan. I, mean, I was I, too. And, Still and am. I, and, and Chuck. Really never used it like that. Chuck never. It was a word of empowerment, right? When, when, but Chuck never. When Chuck used it, he used it in a way to show how harmful it was. It wasn't like uh, a term of endearment when he right. when they used right. it, you know. And and um, it became maybe after them 
a term of endearment and and it's kind of carried on. You know what I'd like to see, man? What's that, man? I, I and I, I I do miss this guy, man. I miss Tavis and and the the annual town hall, you know, the state of uh black America thing that he used to do. Well Tav what Tavis gotta do, Tavis gotta go and publicly apologize to the Obamas. <laughs> you think? He got to publicly apologize to him and he and uh what's his name? And, Cornell. And Cornell. They got to publicly apologize. They they just I mean, win like I that. put it to you like this. Tavis and Cornell had some excellent points. Yeah. I'm not going to. They know, did. They had some excellent points, but I think the manner in which they did it. Well, the, you know the problem that Cornell, people had with Cornell, or the, the word was the reason why Cornell was so adamant was because he got turned down for inauguration tickets. And that's where, that's part of where I didn't it started. That. Yeah. I didn't know that. It, it started around him not getting some inauguration tickets. And and that was people looked at that as petty, which is yeah. I mean inauguration ticket. I mean you know. Petty. I mean I put. I'm it not saying like, that's all of it. But, well, but, but a lot but, of people I mean, said, well, wait a minute, dude, you you gonna. There's only gonna, so many tickets you can give out. Right. And when you the first. And I'm not saying that was the only reason. Right. Right. But some people, when they took sides, that's the way they looked at it. Oh wow, wow man. I which mean, was interesting. But my my, you get my point though, right? Right. Right. I do think, and and some, you know, the guy I, I was kind of going back and forth with about. Cube being on the show, because uh, I did applaud Cube, the, the point I was trying to make was that ain't really the forum for us to talk about banning the word. I mean, yeah. I will tell you, man, and agree or disagree this, with This is one of them type of things where mm-hmm. we're going to have that forum. Yeah. We need to have it in-house first. We do. Before, we do. I mean, we, you know, you yeah, know, you, you remember your mom used to say, yeah, don't take your, don't take your house business out in the street. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those yeah, examples yeah. where I think if you're going to have that forum, yeah. you, we, we need, we need to have a real conversation amongst ourselves. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, the other thing is, man, and I'll say this and, and we'll move from this, man. Uh, the Mars show as a forum, I think is needed. Now, I'm not a fan of Bill Maher as a comedian. And as an individual, I'm not. But I do like the forum because it's one of the few forums where you can say anything. Where I mean, well, we learned that a couple of weeks ago um, where anything is said. But I do like the openness of the discussion with it being on HBO. And and, and I'm, I'm always amazed at the level of guests. Well, you, you know what? Show. And that's the thing I really like about the show. And the fact is that he's able to bring in guests with differing points of view. Absolutely. Similar points of view. Mm-hmm. Unlike a CNN mm-hmm. where it's like battle lines are drawn. It's orchestrated. It's right. like ESPN. <coughs> yeah. It, right. It, 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 it's Excuse a, me. It's a, it's a cage match. Right. And mm-hmm. with Bill Maher, at least there is some logical bipartisan yeah. discussion even though he's a liberal mm-hmm. but he's been very critical yeah. of the Democratic Party and yeah. the liberals he has been and also with the Hillary supporters out there and, and also the Hillary bashers out there yeah. and you can't blame him to some extent I mean, well, you can't blame. There's me some frustration, and it's all being taken out. Right, but and I'm. I, not, but I am going to say, I'm, it doesn't. But I think him I'm and Kathy, I think him and Kathy Griffin and some other comedians out there, yeah. uh, even Colbert and, and Seth Meyers. Yeah. Um, I think what's happening right now, comedians. One of the things they do, these type of comedians, they look at life through a different lens. Yeah, they do, and they see a lot of the absurdity, mm-hmm. and it's really bothering them. Yeah. And I think when in some ways they are losing it themselves because it's impacting them. Yeah. It's I more agree. than just the comedy. They're saying like, my God, this is our life. Yeah. You know. Well, speaking of absurdity, the Comey. Uh, well, you did know. You see, it, did you watch it? I watched some of it, man. I mean, you know, everyone thought this was going to, this was like must see viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, he did say some very um, interesting things. Yeah. That I don't think the average viewer Understood. What stood out for you the most? A um, couple of things. I think a couple of things is the uh, one about Jeff Sessions. Okay. Uh, basically, what he said is that Jeff Sessions was going to have to eventually recuse himself mm-hmm. because, in other words, we got some stuff on him. Yeah. Okay. That's huge. Yeah, that is massive. I mean, that, that I don't think people truly understand how massive that is right there. Mm-hmm. Um, then the whole. Um, is I, I heard 15 legal experts. Of the 15, I think 12 said that was obstruction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was obstruction. Uh, you don't have to say 
certain things. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, by the law, it's supposed to be intent. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, also, what I do know now is that the cloud over Trump is coming. It's going to be cloudier. Hmm. Okay. Because I think now what has happened is James Comey just handed over a big ass folder Mm -hmm. of stuff to Robert Mueller. Who's the chief? Who he knows. And I think one of the Trump's biggest problems is Trump thinks this is like civil litigation. Yeah. This ain't civil litigation. Mm -hmm. And once these, these guys are bloodhounds. I think that's what he don't truly understand. Yeah. Yeah. These guys bring you in, ask you questions. Mm -hmm. They already know the answers. Yeah. They, yeah. they, you know, they, they want to see if you lie. Right. Right. Yeah. And so what is happening now is that I don't think Trump has realized how he is sinking his ship himself. You know, one of the interesting things, man, I, you know, again, we tape on Sunday. So right. we uh, I get a chance to see um, the uh, Sunday shows and, and reliable mm-hmm. sources mm-hmm. It's one of the sh- shows I watch. Um, it's with all the journalists mm-hmm. um, and New York Times and, and right. Post and so on and so forth. They were talking about the fact that, which I agree, um, how different the coverage was between the different media outlets. You had, you know, CNN, CSNBC, MSNBC, and Fox. Mm-hmm. And Fox was doing like the touchdown dance. Oh, there's nothing to see here. Move right, on. right. You know, you, you you see this is all a witch hunt. Blah blah blah. While uh, MSNBC was saying, he's done. The presidency is over. Uh, right. Welcome to Watergate. We knew it. Blah blah blah. That like a chasm between right the coverage. Right. And it's almost like watching ice skating <laughs> or dancing with the stars. You know where you got a, two different judges and one judge gives a nine and one gives a and one gives a two and you say what the hell y'all get you, you know what did you see right and. The other thing I thought they made a good point on this morning, Rand, and, and you'll appreciate this because we're watching the finals. It's almost like you already got people who are on two different teams. Right. Who you got the Cavs fans. All right. And you got the Golden State fans. Right. And regardless of what happens, it's they're like still going to be. It's like living in Alabama. You're the Auburn, Alabama. Yeah, that's right. If, if, if Alabama loses, you're going to say fire the coach, but I still go for Alabama. Right. I mean, if I'm an Alabama right. fan and I win, right. I lose. Auburn, same thing. Win or lose, I'm, I'm, you know, I, 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 I bleed, whatever the color is, crimson, yeah, right, crimson on well, Alabama. Yeah, and yeah. but red but, and blue. but what I what I believe is that, uh, that this is going to be a long process. Yeah. All the calls for impeachment and all that type of stuff. That stuff makes you know that stuff makes great news headlines. Mm-hmm. But if this if this guy's presidency is going to end. It's going to be another year or so. But you know what? I don't I don't know if we can look at it as because I think there's so many people who are out for me when it comes down to both sides. Either right. do it, end it or do right. it, end it. The presidency. Right. You know, do it in the investigation completely. Right. Move on or get him out of office. All right. Uh, but but there's but, no in between. I, I, I hear that. But I think. I think there's a process that's going to occur. Yeah, I agree with you. I that's agree. gonna yeah. that's gonna drag this thing out. I agree. And what you know, one of the notes I had was was interesting is that there's so much optics spent on this. Mm-hmm. What concerns me is what the Senate is doing with the health care bill behind closed doors. Yeah. You know, because you know you're not hearing anything right. about that. What concerns me is that the GOP has already put measures in place in the judicial system as it as it relates to judicial appointments, mm-hmm. which will have a much more lasting impact than this guy's presidency ever will. Yeah. yeah. So those are the things that really concern me. The stuff that we're not seeing, the mm-hmm. stuff we're not hearing about. Yeah. The fact is that um, the banking regulations, mm-hmm. how they just threw that out. So the protections that you had, whether you were in uh, bankruptcy and all that, you can forget it now. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, you know, you go in to get the shot and at the, your kid at the doctor's office and they give you a sucker. Right. And as soon as you turn your head to lick the sucker, here comes a shot. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's what we get getting, all these shots. And, and, and see, and that's the thing is that what's what concerns me more than anything else, this, this sideshow circus of this guy yeah. is... A diversion? It's a diversion. And, you know, and the funny thing is the media has not, um, I've heard one or two media outlets say that. Mm-hmm. 
Most of them, I mean, again, they're chasing news stories because all of them are trying to outscoop each other. It's a ratings thing. Right. It's a ratings thing. Yeah. And, and you know, this... One of the things is that, you know, uh, what I found quite interesting is that, mm-hmm. you know, the president now said he, he, he's willing to go uh, go testify. Oh, dude. But, you know what? But I, the, I, I watched what Alan Dershowitz but this the, morning because uh, Dershowitz has kind of he's like come around to Trump. Yeah. But he said this morning that's the worst mistake he, he could have made. Right. But, because, but, you know, Trump lost to a defamation case to the New York Times. Right. And when when he lost, um, he had to, uh, what do you call it? He had to, uh, to testify under oath. Right, do a deposition and stuff. They caught him 30 times in, in thir- like 30 different lies where he was boasting right. or, or making claims. Well, that, you caught know, him 30 times. Well, they were saying that. That's why they, they won the case. Well, they were saying that that's one of the reasons that his staff— mm-hmm has allegedly set up a fake Twitter account for him. Wow. Because they, they can't control his twi- his tweeting. Yeah. But they were saying that all the things that he's saying... All that stuff can go into All it. that stuff can go into it. Into, and, the, into the case. And, you know, and, and, mm. and wow. also, too, one of the biggest challenges he has is that he can't find a law firm to represent him. Wow. Because they're saying is that he won't pay you. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and and a lot of these law firms. Well, you know, I guess he's like, look, if we lose, I don't pay you. Right. Well, and a lot of these law firms don't want to wow. damage their reputations because yeah. what they're saying is, yeah. I can't recruit quality lawyers. Wow. So wow. it's it's a you know it's a it's a strange it's a strange thing, man. So you know, yeah. um, you know he's he's doing his thing, and you know he's back in New Jersey playing golf this weekend. And yeah, man. And and they are, you know, quite frankly, because of the criticism he gave Obama for playing golf and the amount of golf he's playing, they're trying to hide the fact that he's playing golf. Right. You know what's interesting? Was, you know, they, you know what you know, do you think about this? You know, his open disdain for Obama. You know, it's just it's unprecedented, man. Well, it's it's not when you take a look at the birther controversy, right? When you know people forget how intense that was. Um, you know, and how uh, he really went after that, and even to the point where how he even apologized and acknowledged it. What thirty seconds? Right. Um, so I'm not surprised at the disdain and whatever it is, the hatred, the vitriol. Um, but but you know what? Getting beyond that, I think you make a good point, man. We got bigger fish to fry. Right. And and quite frankly, uh, you know, right now. Uh, those fish that need to be exposed to the public, right, is getting eaten. Well, you by know, some other well, folks. you know, here in Georgia, we got this sixth congressional district race happening mm-hmm. right now, man. Yep. And I saw some of the debates, man. And you know, Karen Handel, man, you know, who's a career politician, mm-hmm. um, they asked her a question, man, about the living wage, and she said she wasn't even for it. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, what's his name? Oslof. Oslof is ahead by seven points. Yeah, he's up by seven. Yeah, and um. He um, he's no. looking good right now, but again, you know the way the polls are. Even in the latest PM um, uh, Great Britain polls were yeah. off, man. And you know they didn't. They didn't you know Teresa, Teresa May, May is in trouble. She's in trouble, man. <laughs> she's. I mean, I mean, essentially, man. They've they've kind of cut cut her legs from under her. Yeah, yeah, they have. You know, yeah. and so uh, yeah. you know the thing is, uh, forty five should look at this because mm-hmm. this could be. Midterms, yeah, this could be a warning to him, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, and so you know that that really concerns me right there. Interesting. Interesting it doesn't man. concern me actually. I hope it does happen, but you know, yeah. it's one of those things that we got to look at. I hope that in this election coming up, that uh, mm-hmm. the guy Ossoff will win win the election, so yeah. that will send a message. Cool, man. All right, what else you got, man? Any entertainment stuff? Oh man, TLC is back, brother. I saw it. I heard it. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm done. Look, I love TLC, man, and, uh, and, and I, I'm glad they're back. And quite frankly, for this, for the sake of uh, they need to be some good. grown folks having some stuff to listen to, I'm glad that they're back because they, 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 they serve a purpose. They serve a purpose. You know, SWV, I, all of them coming back. Yeah, uh, serves a purpose. Involved. Johnny Gill. But I you mean, know what? The, but you know what, back. though, man. Uh, when, when you get to a certain age, <laughs> you just can't. Just can't wear your clothes backwards. No, <laughs> you can't wear your clothes backwards, man. You don't need to be your 
video doesn't need to be two old women and look like kids, <laughs> teenagers. They're, they're, I mean, you hey, know. Man. Shout out. I love Chili, Chili and, and T-Boz. Hey, yeah. do your thing, girl. So, do um, your thing. So, Even uh, Snoop Dogg's in it, man. Yeah, well, Snoop. he wasn't really in it. Yeah, he was in the, the they CGI'd him. Yeah, 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 yeah CGI'd yeah. him. But um Go ahead, man. Yeah, I, I looked at that video <laughs> and I was like, come on. Come on. So I want to know I'm who, all for it, man. I'm mean, like who I'm who, who, who green lighted this, man? I mean But you know what, man? I'm all for it. It's because, it's it's not a bad song, man. R and B is just in trouble, man. And, yeah. And, and and you know when I when I look at and 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 I do man, I mean I look at the amount of R and B that gets generated um, independent of like the hip hop stuff, which I have nothing against that, you know. Before the older generation, there's there's not as much out there, man. That, that there's really, really no R and B out there, brother. I don't know not. if that that much out there. Well, I mean, the R and B now is in the UK. If you take a look at the soul artists, I mean, you know, look at the UK charts. You, the UK, well, the UK black music um, movement, in my opinion, is phenomenal. It even goes back, man. Quite frankly, to loose ends. Um, you know, Jazz, soul Jazzy B, Soul, soul to Soul, Misha uh, Paris, Misha Paris, uh, you know, the uh, Terrence Trent Darvin, Karen Wheeler, yeah, all those folks, Loose Ends, Loose Ends, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you got, you already have like a foundation, but I look at the stuff like Emily, the, Sa- Emily the brother, Sandy, I always screw up her name, yeah, the brother who did the Mac, <laughs> Return, of yeah, the Return of the Mac, the Mac. Right? yeah, but, but that's where, quite frankly, the most like true soulful experimentation is still going on now the interesting thing is you got Adele Sam Smith those folks are probably getting the mega 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 exposure and and selling big records but there's a uh, if you ever have a chance man uh, just you know even if you have iTunes or anything like that and you got Apple Music or any or, or iHeart uh, music you could go on and and, and find that UK R&B and it's good it's good stuff Right. You know, so I, I, I'm not quite frankly. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna say woe is me on R and B. Uh, I think there's a there's a generation that's trying to bring the soul back. They just haven't hit it, hit the consistency. Because well, I'm telling you, let me say this: Jazzy B came around with Soul to Soul at the right time. Because R and B was struggling. R and B was struggling between. This was late eighties when he came. Mm-hmm. It was like between eighty seven, eighty nine. I remember that he came out and with that. Would keep on moving, and keep that on. that groove just exploded. Then you had everybody coming out with that same groove, back to life. That same groove. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it really changed, even to the point where you know it got you know uh, sampled by Eric B and Rakim. They sampled the heck out of it. And even with Loose Ends, all those uh, those British groups came over with a unique sound. Well, they, you know what, popped, what, and then people. Well, people what a lot of them did it. was they, they infused um, uh, all those artists were from the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, they all, were. All of them infused um, Caribbean and African beats. Yeah, yeah, in, in and that's their, all it is. When you listen to Keep On Moving and you take a look at the Soul to Soul album and listen to the lyrics, it's Afro. Uh, you know, it, it is like uh, you right. know, Afro-Caribbean. Right. It has a mix of that. Some yeah. reggae and all that. Yeah. So, man, what's this rumor about um, Taylor Swift coming out with an R&B oh, album, man? Dude, dude. Talk dude. to me about that, brother. Dude, I can't speak to One of the things I can't even speak to One of the things that I've noticed about Taylor, Taylor Smith and her team, Taylor. Swift and her team. Yeah. You know she's in a battle with somebody, but I'll let you go. go she ahead. is, her. they are so strategic. She always releases... An uh, EP or album, whatever you want to call it, a CD. When the other big guys on hiatus, you know why she did it though, Katy Perry. Her and Katy Perry have a quote unquote kind of semi beef going on. So when Katy Perry releases something, Taylor releases something. It's just amazing, man. But but see, they know because you know Katy Perry's doing this thing with the with the Migos. Oh yeah, yeah. and and why why is it why is it that why is it that they always call us? Because it's always been that way. You know, I know, I know. It it goes back to what Sam way back. It goes back to what Sam Phillips said when he had BB King and and Ike Turner. Yeah, he said this. It goes back to the Rolling Stones. No, it goes before them. (laughs) Sam Sam Phillips. He said, "If I can find a quote, Negra." Yeah. 
a white boy with a Negro sound. I'll yeah. make money. And guess who walked in the door? Elvis. Elvis Aaron Presley. Yeah. yeah. And so she it's so it's always been that because you know always you always hear it. You know, um, Justin Timberlake featuring Jay Z. Yeah. You know, it's it's always like okay, let me expand my base. This is why that little white girl Miley Cyrus. Mm-hmm. That's where she's going. She's going into the pop country world to make some money. Yeah, I mean, she's she's removing herself because I think she was going too hard on the hip hop side, and she pulled back. Well, somebody told us that look, you want to make you want you want a long longevity in terms of your career. Yeah, you're going to pull back on this. Yeah. But what's interesting is that so what so we're going to have all these R and B artists artists, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Taylor Swift's um, album. Yeah. Next thing you know, she's going to win R and B album of the year, <laughs> pop album of the year. Okay. <laughs> And you it's know, it's gonna fuel a bunch of debate. It's That's gonna all fuel I a bunch. I mean, because you know, because because I, I don't even think Beyonce does R and B now. I don't even know what the hell she does. I don't want to go there. I mean, I really don't know, I man. This last there. album, I let, let you. This last feel album, the wrath is, of the yeah, beehive. Go uh, ahead, bro. Well, you know, that, this last. <laughs> yeah, you can come after me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Kick that hornet's nest. Yeah, you know. So you know, but so I mean, it's just it's just amazing, man. You know, hey, because. Uh, yeah, whatever, man. I'm gonna leave it at that, man. Because oh, you seen the picture? They got I saw uh, some artwork, and they had her with an afro on. I don't know if somebody just did that Photoshop to 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 make a point, but if she does that, dude, uh, it's it's gonna really fuel a huge debate. Because because I do believe right now, man, it's time for a resurgence of like soulful R and B. Um, I think it's time. I think there's a huge void, but I think you know. I mean, I, I was listening to like but G- I, Jill know. Scott has a new one out, man. Okay, I got to check it out. How's it sound? It sounds good, man. You know, it's, it's, it's the, is it pure Jill or is it that yeah, trying to? I'm trying to cross. I'm trying to get the. So young, I think she's still trying. To, I'm trying to go after my youth. Yeah, yeah, base. Yeah, yeah Jill. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's again to I'll your to, to your point, man. A lot of these artists um, just can't get just can't get airplay. Yeah. They just can't get airplay, man. So mm. I heard Childish Gambino, man. His yeah. Days are numbered, man. Well, does he have to? He, he doesn't have to. He it, it's have. for him. It's a novelty thing. Well, it's. A, I mean, well, let's let's be honest. Yeah. The money is made on what he's doing. Yeah, it's not. He's on, an actor. I mean, that's Donald Glover, uh, right. Atlanta. Uh, he's also with Atlanta. He's doing Star Wars. I'm doing Star Wars. And he's doing uh, the the Lion King. Right. The 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 he's doing what two movies and his TV series. Right. So that's why, why does he even that, need it? That's why he can't do his TV series. That's right. So yeah. my my point is like with with Gambino, what he was saying was. You know, when he's done three of them. So he, his attitude was when it gets to the third thing, then it gets to that question, why? Right. You know what I mean? He's already proven it. Uh, he's had success with it. The, the current album's got a, a hot song on it. So he's going to leave it at that. And, and you know what? He wants to go out on top. Good for him. I don't blame him. Do your thing, man. All right, what else you got, bro? Oh, what else I got, man? Yeah, I got something I want to play before well, we wrap go, up. Go ahead and play it, bro. And 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 this this kind of uh, oh man, what you know? You I was that, I was I'm looking at I was go ahead. I'm gonna pull this up. Looking at Hang something on. other that you know right now that everyone's doing a reboot of everything, right? Yeah, yeah. But there's no no one's doing a reboot of some of the classic shows of color. Like what? Uh, well, Sanford we, and Son. Well, <laughs> Sanford and Son, the did Jeffersons, the Good Times. Yeah. Hey, what about somebody did one day at a time? One day at a time. Yeah, so but, but I'm just saying, as yeah. they're doing all those shows, like Full House, Fuller House, One Day at a Time. Yeah, yeah. You know, what about Sister Sister? What about um, um, Living Single? Hmm. Okay. I mean, heck, Living Single was the blueprint for Friends. Yeah. Well, I heard they're doing a reboot of Good Times. Yeah. Thelma gonna be in it. <laughs> <laughs> who gonna play oh, Thelma? That's the key. That's the key. Who gonna play Thelma? Who gonna play with Lama? Who gonna play Thelma? Who gonna play with Lama? I'll be watching. <laughs> All right, man. Let me All play right. this before we go. Man. All right, let's and, play. And let's, this, let's get out. This of is this is one of the reasons why. And and I'm gonna do this with courtesy of Warner Brothers. And I mean, I, I got it from YouTube, y'all. So okay, but it's for news. Uh, Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. I want to play this clip because... This, this is the one this when he is, talked about the N-word? Yeah, this is why, you know, quite frankly, for my generation, this is really what, This changed it for me. It changed it for me. And I don't know, uh, I, I mentioned this to a younger generation, they say, well, what is that? I don't think they've ever heard it before. So I'm going to play this. A lot of them don't even know who the heck Richard Pryor is, man. You're right. You're right. I mean, Chris yeah. Rock to them is like their Richard Pryor. You're right. He is. 
He's that older comedian, or Eddie Murphy. Barely know Eddie Murphy. They barely, all they know Eddie Murphy from is uh, all those horrible movies he's made. Well, the kids' movies, Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> Here we go, man. I'm gonna play this. Now the Golden Child. The Golden. No, not the Golden Child. Stop, man. Norbert. No. Here we go. One thing I got out of it was magic. I like to share with you. You know, it's like I was leaving and I was sitting in the hotel and a voice said to me, he "Said, look around. What do you see?" And I said, I see all colors of people doing everything, you know? And the voice said, do you see any niggas? And I said, no. And I said, you know why? Because there aren't any. And it hit me like a shot, man. I started crying and shit. I was sitting there, I said, yeah, I've been here three weeks. I haven't even said it. I haven't even thought it. And it made me say, oh my God, I've been wrong. I've been wrong. I got to regroup my shit. I mean, I said, I ain't gonna never call another black man a nigga. <laughs> you know, cause we never was no niggas. That's a word that's used to describe our own wretchedness. And we perpetuate it now, cause it's dead. That word's dead. We men and women, we come from we come from the first people on the earth. <laughs> you know, the first people on the earth were black people. Because anthropologists, white anthropologists, <laughs> so the white people go, that could be true, you know. Yeah, Dr. Leakey and them found people remains five million years ago in Africa. You know them motherfuckers didn't speak French. So black people, we the first people had thought, right? We's the first one to say, where the fuck am I? And how do you get to Detroit? <laughs> so you can take it for what it's worth. I know like, I ain't trying to preach nothing to nobody. I'm just talking about my feelings about it. And I don't want them hip white people coming to me, calling me no nigga or telling me nigga jokes. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's uncomfortable to me. I don't like it when black people say it to me. I really don't no more. It's nothing. It don't mean nothing. So I love y'all, and you take that with you. I guess y'all say it. <laughs> Enough said for me, man. I just remember seeing that in the theater, man, and, and, and it, it had a lot of impact. Drop the me. mic, man. Yeah, it was. And, and you, know, I mean, you know, and I think it's probably going to take maybe somebody from this current generation to say the same thing possibly you know of my generation he was the one yeah, he was the one yeah I just don't know who in this generation um, A will take the mantle mm -hmm. and B who has the credibility yeah agree I agree alright man well, All right, man. Well, we appreciate again, Rand. Uh, you know, appreciate you, man. And uh, thanks, man. Thanks for contributing to um, the uh, to the conversation. With yeah. Boy Tut, shout out Tut. Yeah, Tut. And uh, for everybody who checks us out, uh, we'll have more information coming up on how you can continue to follow us and, and be a part of the show. We appreciate it. We, we definitely don't take you for granted. I mean, without a doubt. If you got any feedback, anything you want to say, anything you want to contribute, please do so. We appreciate it. Okay. All right, with that said, man, Rand, again, thank you, bro. All right, man, I appreciate it. And GP3, we are out. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect by email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail, 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SB the G, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening.